0: All right. I want to draw your attention to verse 21 of Matthew chapter 5. It says, Ye have heard that it was said of them of old time, Thou shalt not kill. And whosoever shall kill shall be in danger of the judgment. But I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say unto his brother, Raka, shall be in danger of the council. But whosoever shall say, Thou fool, shall be in danger of hell fire. Therefore," if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there rememberest that thy brother hath aught against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother, and then come and offer thy gift. So this uh, passage right here, it's a reminder of how important um, our relationships with people are. If you have a problem with somebody, a, a brother especially, you have if you're having uh, an issue with somebody in the church. And obviously we don't offer gifts before the altar anymore. This is something they were still doing in the Old Testament era. But basically what Jesus is saying here, you know, before you go, you know, bringing your gift and you're offering to God like you're doing some spiritual thing, go take care of things with your brother first. Go get those things taken care of because, you know, God cares about our relationships on this earth with people. God wants those things to go well. And you know what? I can get up here all I want. and I can say, I know I got a terrible relationship with everybody. It's because you're all jerks. But you know what? I got a good relationship with God. You know what? God's not interested in that. God wants me to love my brother. God wants me to love my enemies. God wants me and, and God wants us as a church. He wants us getting along. He wants things to be okay. And we, he doesn't want us sitting in here when we're coming to worship and then us just having bad attitudes towards each other and want to you know, strangle each other in our minds while we're all singing praises to him and while we're doing all the things that we do as Christians. God's not pleased when that kind of thing is going on. And, uh, and so we see here also in this passage, I like this part, I thought this was especially good for us. Notice how he says, Whoso shall ever shall say to his brother Raka shall be in danger of the council? Okay. Now what does that mean? Now, some of y'all, you're so carnal uh, in your thinking, you think, well, the Bible's saying we're not allowed to call anybody raka, and I've never called anybody that before. I've never called anybody that before, okay? But at the same time, is this giving us a, is this a four-letter word that we're not allowed to use now because, you know, Jesus specifically mentioned this one, okay? Because what if there's another word that we use that means the exact same thing? Oh, well, it's not raka, and that's just what the Bible says, okay? But you know I, I if if you if you look up the meaning of that word it's of a uh, Chaldean origin and it says it means o empty one that is thou worthless it's a term of utter vilification and I thought of a term there that, that reminds me of like reprobate which means worthless no re, no there's no redeeming quality okay? and isn't that kind of a term of utter vilification that we use I mean, that's like the ultimate thing. You know, it's one thing, like, you're, you're not even saved. Okay. At least there's hope then, you know, because I can get saved. But then when we want to take it a step further, you're a reprobate. Now, how do you beat that? Okay. Is it, you know, in, in our world, okay, we don't have a term worse than that, do we? Okay. Now, if somebody wants to come up with one, you know, we'll probably use it. And all of a sudden, a whole bunch of people are going to graduate to that term. All right. Once we, we find a biblical term that's better. But, but either way, you know, it is a dangerous thing to go calling somebody a reprobate when they're not really a reprobate. But yet, we see that kind of thing a lot, don't we? A lot of us have experienced that a lot, especially in the world of online friendships. Okay, And that's what I want to preach about this morning is the challenges of online friendships. Now, a lot of these, these principles that we're going to talk about, they're all timeless. Okay, Now, how many of you in here, though, just so we kind of know the demographics, have no online friends. You don't even know what an online friend is. All right. right. We have some people that you're just, you're not into that world. Okay. And you know what? Uh, the principles still apply in real life. So you all can get something from this, but you know, most people today, you know, they're in the social media and they have friends. I mean, how many of you have friends that you've never seen in the flesh? All right. I mean, how, I mean, how, how many of you have people that you do? You've never seen them in the flesh, but in your hearts, you love these people. I've got people like that I've never seen them in the flesh but I genuinely love and care about these people because of you know the communication we've had online, people in other countries never even met them, but you know I think I'd take a bullet for some of these people, I I, I really would, that's how I feel about it, but at the same time, how many of you ever had that friend that you felt that way about and then all of a sudden one magical day they were your worst enemy you know and then you're just like, What happened? <laughs> you know. Yeah, and you know, and, and a lot of times people get very devastated by that kind of thing too. And it's like, you know, what's going on? And we see that happen all the time. It's like I've seen people before that have left flattering comments on my YouTube channel, and then I'll go on somebody else's YouTube channel and they're calling me a reprobate. And it's like, whoa. <laughs> and then I and, and my feelings kind of get hurt. And then you look at their name and it's like it's not even a real person's name. You know, it's just like a YouTube you know handle or something but it's like you thought you had a connection with that person you know when they said all those good things about you you know you liked their comment it agreed with what you thought and then and so then all of a sudden when they turn even though that person could st- be standing right in front of you and you wouldn't know it was them and i've met a lot of people like that before too Where, are like hey pastor tommy you'll be at these meetings and things they're like hey you know and, they'll, and then they'll tell you your name and everything and it's almost like you know them. But you don't, and then they're they'll like, Yeah, I'm so-and-so on YouTube. And then they'll say, like, their YouTube name. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, okay, now. And then I realized, i never seen you before. <laughs> I didn't even know what your real name was. I remember one time I met somebody that I knew from the online world. I knew their name, and we were talking and everything, and then they said their name. And then all of a sudden I'm like, you yeah, I was like, oh. I, I was shocked because I was like, I know you. But then I'm like, and I remember I'm sitting there thinking, how did I not recognize you? And I and I kind of felt bad that I didn't recognize. I'm like, how did I not recognize you? I've You know, I've seen, you know, communicated online and things. And then I went and I, I looked at their Facebook profile. And then I realized why I didn't recognize them. Their Facebook profile was a dog. <laughs> And then I, was like, then I was like, "That's why I didn't recognize you." It's like if you had your dog here, I would have known. I would have known who you were right right when I saw you. But there's a lot of people that are out there like that too. Okay, some that you might know too. You know their name, but you don't even know what they look like. They got a dog, you know, for their profile picture. And so you know, we've got to understand some of those relationships might not be as strong as we often think they are in our imaginary world. Things can go south real quick. Because there are, there are some challenges with online friendships that we don't have in in real life friendships. But at the same time, you know, we don't want to just go making enemies with people. You know, we want to keep things right and, uh, you know, not have a lot of problems out there. But there's, so this is, uh, so the, the principles that we preach here are timeless. They've always been preached about, but I think it's important we kind of apply these things in this new world that we're living in, in this new era of social media. And so um, because these things are prone to many problems that normal relationships don't have. And so uh, turn over to Genesis 31. So let's look, I'm just going to briefly go through some of these challenges that I think are unique to online friendships that we do not have in real life. And the first challenge is there is in real life or the difference in real life We receive a great deal of information about our standing with others just through social cues and things. You know, you can tell when somebody's got a problem with you in real life, can't you? By how they talk to you, by how they look at you. I mean, we we process a lot of information that way. You know, even little kids that don't even know language yet, you know, they understand a lot based on just tone of voice looks that you give them i mean sometimes just just a look can make them cry you know and because they do they know mommy and daddy is not happy with me right now just by how they look now online you can't always tell all those things that we normally uh just naturally read off of with each other you can't do that in the online world or at least it's very different there's little things you can do but we're still kind of learning that but in Genesis 31, in verse 2, notice what it says here. It says, And Jacob beheld the countenance of Laban, and behold, it was not toward him as before. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and thy kindred, and I will be with thee. And Jacob sent and called Rachel and Leah to the fields unto his flock. And he said unto them, I see your father's countenance, that it is not toward me as before but the God of my father had been with me. And if you go back and look at that whole story, you know, Jacob had kind of done some pretty shady stuff against Laban. Laban had done some pretty shady stuff against Jacob. So there was a lot of reasons, but these guys, they got along pretty good for the most part, but some things were starting to change. And even though Laban didn't come out and say, Jacob, I got a problem with you. I'm upset with you. Jacob, just by looking at Laban, he knew we got a problem here. he's like, you know, I think it's probably time for us to move on now because, you know, I've already paid my debt for getting both of you as wives. You know, I've been serving your father to get these, uh, you know, these sheep. And so, you know what, it's time to move on because things aren't good between me and Laban right now. And he got all that simply from his countenance. And one of the reasons, too, you know, a lot of times in church, there's a lot of people who don't feel welcome when they're in church. And sometimes it's because... They're not welcome because people in the church have a really bad attitude towards them. You know, people are going to pick up on that. That's why when we talk about being loving and all these things, this is not a matter of just something that you can just go and try to do. If you don't love people, they're going to figure it out. If you don't like somebody, they're going to figure it out. People aren't stupid. Hey, we, we naturally know how to read these things. You can tell by how someone answers you, just tone of voice, all these things. And these are all things we've learned to pick up on. And so when that kind of thing happens, when you start noticing somebody's kind of changing in their attitude towards you or maybe changing how they talk, a lot of times what we naturally do is we kind of try to get down to the bottom of it. We try to do whatever we feel we need to do to repair whatever problem is going on. But in the online world, a lot of times people might have a problem with you and you have no idea. You know, they don't like something you're doing. You know, apparently there's been people in the last year or so who didn't like a lot of my, you know, anti-lockdown things that I was posting online. And, you know, and apparently every single one that I did was an attack on them. I I thought I was attacking Fauci, I thought I was attacking the government, you know, all those people that that I hated. But apparently I was attacking people who didn't agree with me on that and then all of a sudden one day you find out they're really mad at me and it's just it's kind of weird you know it, and uh it's like you know, man you know I had no, I had no idea it's been amazed I've been amazed at all of the things that I have found out I have been doing behind the scenes to hurt people and destroy people and I'm just like wow I'm like a criminal mastermind and with, without even trying <laughs> It's like destroying churches, splitting churches, pastoring other people's, you know, uh, other church members and other churches are like, wow, I was like, this is amazing. I, I didn't know I had these abilities, you know, I, without even trying. What, what, now what happened? Okay. What happened? You know, I don't know what all happened. Here's the thing. Online, things can go wacky all kinds of different ways. There's all kinds of misunderstandings and things. And a lot of times, by the time you find out, you've got to, Somebody's got a real problem with you. By the time you find out your brother has odd against you, all of a sudden it's just too late to fix anything. There's, there's so much bitterness. There's so much, you know, anger that it's too late. And a lot of times people, when that happens, they find out they did all, you know, apparently they did all these things. You know, I mean, I said, you have no idea. So with these online relationships, some people, they give you the power to destroy their lives with the thoughts that they think you think I refuse to give anybody that power. Okay. I just, I refuse to do that. And so we've got to, you know, so while our social cues, the things we pick up, they're not always hundred percent accurate though, but we have learned how to use them and how, and how to respond uh, when these things happen. But in the online world, these things, they're not, they're not accurate. We're still learning to read these things. You know, someone's like, you know, I notice so-and-so is not liking my posts anymore, you know, I wonder if they have a problem with me. Okay. How many of you ever thought that kind of stuff before? You know, and then you go, you look them up, and all of a sudden it says, add Friend. <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> you know, or they're like gone <laughs> because you got, you did something really bad and they blocked you. It's like, what did I do? <laughs> you know, and, and you, you, had, you had no idea. You just really misread things. And one of the reasons that happens sometimes too is because you'll have people that they like, are really, they really like you, but you just kind of mildly like them, you know, because again, it's online. You can't really know these things and then all, and so they do, they get super offended by something and you didn't really mean. And sometimes too, we just, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but sometimes too, people just read things wrong that you say, okay? Some of us are not the greatest communicators with the written word, okay? Guilty. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not very good at that. I'll probably say more about that later, but, but either way, you've just got to understand that because some people today too, most of their relationships are online and it's usually because in real life, they're just, they don't know how to get along with anybody. And you know, you need to be, you ought to be able to get along with people in real life. But the thing is, some people, everything's online. And they often get devastated when these friendships fall apart. It's like when a real life friendship falls apart. And, uh, you know, you've just got to understand that these things, these types of relationships are going to be very likely to end badly because there are there's some real challenges there. And that's that we're not able to read these things. Another uh, challenge or another difference is in real life, we only have a few close friends while online we usually have too many to maintain. In Proverbs 18:24 we all know that verse says a man that hath friends must show himself friendly and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. And you know, it's impossible to have a whole bunch of friends that stick closer than a brother. You know, you're only going to have in real life a few really close friends. You, you can't do that, And you, uh, I don't think that's fair. I think we should be equal with everybody. But you know what? That, first off, that's impossible. Second off, Jesus wasn't that way. Because think about this. Jesus was known as a friend of sinners. But John was also known as the disciple whom Jesus loved. The beloved disciple. Why? Because Jesus had an especially close relationship with John. We see Jesus spending a lot more time with people like him and Peter and James than we do some of the other apostles. And so the thing is, Jesus, of course, was friendly and friends with everybody, but at the same time, even Jesus had really close friends. And a lot of times you have that person online that doesn't have a whole lot of real life friends, and they like want to be your best friend in real life. If your best friend is an online friend, be ready for some heartbreak be ready for uh, some real problems because you just you can't do that because again in real life we can only spend so much time with with people you know we understand that people can't be around us all day people have jobs you know they have families they have lives but at the same time online some people are just online all the time they got their phone all the time and just in constant communications and stuff Folks, that's just not sustainable. That's not going to last. That's not going to work. And so you've got to understand. I'm not telling you, don't be loving to people online. Don't have relationships. But at the same time, don't get yourself so emotionally attached that you feel like your life is ruined when one of those friendships goes out. It was an online friendship. Those aren't going to be strong. The things that you really need to have a strong friendship, you're just not going to find those things online. So don't be too shocked when that kind of thing happens. And so you're gonna to have to prioritize when it comes to your friends. Okay. Now, I don't I'm not gonna tell you have to have the same priorities as me when it comes to this, but you know, kind of my priorities are first off flesh and blood. Okay. You know, and I, I get I'm I'm very blessed to have saved family members, and I get it. Sometimes uh, people they their families are a huge problem for them because they literally try to work against your Christian walk. And if that's what you have to deal with, I mean, uh, that's sad. And obviously you got to keep distance because, you know, God comes first. We all understand that. But when it comes to people, for me, I don't have that problem. My family does not discourage my walk with God. They encourage it. And so, uh, you know, I'm always going to be loyal to them, you know, and they're always going to kind of take a priority. And if I got to go to one of their birthday parties or one of your birthday parties, I'm probably going to think choose a family, because uh, it's flesh and blood. They, they, you know my mom and dad, I might always like them a little bit better than I like all of you. Yeah. I, I hope that doesn't make anybody feel too bad in here, but I, I think that's pretty normal. But church family, Church family, people that I go to church with, not just other Christians. okay? Church family. Okay? you people here. The people that I labor with, the people we serve God with, the people that we, I assemble together with, you're going to come before the online people, the people that I, that I know, I know you, you know, me, you're going there. You're going to have a higher priority friends that are in the ministry. Okay. There are people that encourage me that are working towards the same thing I am. They are very important. There's going to be, there's people that I know in real life. They're going to be really important. But then the online people are going to kind of be less. And people who watch me online, I'm not trying to make you feel bad or anything. Obviously, I care if you ever came to this church and I got to know you in real life, I'd probably really like you. But at the same time, you know, I'm not going to sacrifice this church and the friendships that I have in my family and in my church so I can make the online crowd happy. Cuz let me tell you something about the online crowd. They have a tendency to turn on a dime on people. Again, I mean, I've gone from America's one of America's greatest preachers to a reprobate literally within like a week with some people before. That's weird. I don't think that I don't think that friendship was ever that strong. I I really don't. And and I, and I wasn't devastated when that happened because when they said I was one of America's greatest preachers, I didn't even believe them when they said that, it's I'm like, you know, I, I like to think I preach all right, but I, I know I'm not, I know I'm not in that category, but, but you got, so you've got to make sure you understand that you keep your priorities right in these things and just understand in real life. So yeah, great. You've got a thousand Facebook friends. That doesn't mean you have a thousand people that love you. right. And you don't, it doesn't mean you have a thousand close friends. You're only going to have a few really close friends in real life. So another difference in real life, we have people that can hold us accountable for our actions, but online, no accountability. And, And look what it says back in Matthew chapter five and verse 22. It says, but I say unto you that whosoever is angry with his brother without a cause shall be in danger of the judgment. And whosoever shall say to his brother Aracus shall be in danger of the council, but whosoever shall say, thou fool shall be in danger of hell fire. If you're going around saying these things like that to people, you might get in trouble and have to actually stand before council. You might have to actually stand before judges. You might have to actually, if you're in this church and you're caught, you're, you're having problems with other people in this church, you might get brought before the church. Okay? Now, who wants that to happen? Okay, when you have a little spat, and folks, we're going to have little spats, but do you really want to let it build to the point where we got to bring you in front of the church and make you like, you get your little boy and your little girl and make give each other a hug and say they're sorry. I mean, do we really want to do that kind of thing with y'all? But at the same time, that kind of thing needs to happen sometimes. But you know, when you have, you throw your little hissy fit online, nobody holds you accountable. You go lying, you go railing on somebody, nobody holds those people accountable when they do that kind of thing. And when, you know, when you're in a world like that, where there is nothing restraining you, it can get ugly. You might see some pretty horrible things. We need magistrates to keep us in check in Judges 18 verse seven. It says, then the five men departed and came to Laish and saw the people that were there and how they dwelt careless after the manner of the Zidonians, quiet and secure And there was no magistrate in the land that might put them to shame in anything. And they were far from the Sidonians and had no business with any man. One of the problems of these people, no magistrate. Sometimes people need to be put to shame. If you're doing something that is illegal, you should deal with the shame of being arrested, being handcuffed, being put in a police car, having your mugshot out there on the Internet, Have your name in the newspaper. If people know, hey, if I do this kind of thing, I'm going to end up looking really bad. You know what? Maybe they'll behave themselves. But when we live in a world where nobody's restraining anybody and there's nobody out there holding people accountable, then they're just free to just do whatever. And that was one of the problems that these people had. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of people online that just go crazy, just railing, lying, slandering, and nobody holds them accountable. And a lot of times too, they act like they are somehow like connected and attached to our church because they consider themselves and they consider us all a part of the new IFB and therefore they have some say in what we do. Baloney. Okay, first off, we are an independent fundamental Baptist church. We do not belong to the new IFB. Okay, we I, I don't officially consider ourselves a part of that. I just like to fellowship with good people. And let me tell you, I probably have one of the most diverse group of Fundamental Baptist friends out of anybody. And it's one of the reasons I'm probably one of the least popular people in the IFB because all my other IFB friends hate all my other friends. And so it's like, you know, and the thing is, I think it's okay to have a diverse group of friends as long as you don't let any of them make you compromise what you actually believe. And and so I do. I've got very good friends that I love dearly that I agree very much with on certain things. And as long as they can handle me preaching, like I do in these things, you know, they know I still love them. A lot of my pre-trip friends, they know I still love them. Even when they, they hear me making fun of some of that stuff. They, they, they know I still love them. And we're still friends. I can listen to them preach against our stuff. I can still be those people's friends and I always will be, but you know, at the same time, you've got goofballs in the online world that will want to tell me that some of my other friends that I know in real life aren't saved because of a doctrinal difference. It's not not that big of a deal. And then, you know, they act like I'm some kind of compromiser and two-faced. And it's like, well, first off, when did I ever say these groups weren't even saved? But second of all, who are you to speak about this person that I have known for decades? And I don't even know who you are. You know, and, and sometimes I do know who some of these people are. Let me tell you something. I really got to watch myself too because these people have no magistrate online and I'm not going to be their magistrate. But, you know, I get tempted to try to regulate a few things when I have a fornicator or a deadbeat dad decide that they're going to straighten me out and rebuke me on things that have nothing to do with them. that That's when I have to just restrain myself a little bit and say, all right, I'm not their pastor. Thank God I'm not their pastor. <laughs> this person is a wreck. Just what, Anything I can do to just distance myself from them, you know, because uh, yeah, that, yeah, that's frustrating. That's frustrating. But you say, you know, how, how could somebody do that? You know how a fornicator could get out there and a, a deadbeat dad can get up and rebuke good pastors who've been married for decades and have raised children and have served the Lord longer than these guys claim to have been saved? You know how come they can do that and not be ashamed? No magistrate online. Nobody's there to put them to shame in anything that they do. They're not They're not even in any good church that's going to hold them accountable for anything like that. And so you've got to understand, when you have those people turn on you, kind of people, You know, you don't really need to feel that bad. Because obviously, these are not good folks. These are really bad people if they think they can do that kind of thing. And it is. It's a... That's a very wicked attitude. We see in Luke 12:58 says, "...when thou goest with thine adversary to the magistrate, as thou art in the way, give diligence that thou mayest be delivered from him, lest he hail thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to an officer." and an officer cast thee into prison. I tell thee, thou shalt not depart thence till thou hast paid the very last mite. What he's saying right here, when you've got a problem with somebody and they're about to take you to the magistrate, you know what you need to do? You need to hurry up and try to make things right with them before you get to the magistrate, and he has to deal with these things. And, a lot, and when you have somebody that can hold you accountable for your bad behavior, you know what it makes you do? It makes you get your behavior under control. Because I don't want to stand before the magistrate. He might end up completely siding with them. You know, I might end up really getting hurt. And so the Lord is just teaching us here, you need to get things right with them quickly before they get involved. But in the online world, who's going to get involved? Who's going to to stop these people from doing the things that they're doing? Nobody. So you can't, folks, we all want justice, don't we? But you're not going to get any justice online. Okay, just mark it down. The online world, it's the wild, wild west. There is no justice there. And if you, you just better be ready to get in a gunfight every day. Somebody's going to call you out and you're going to have to either go and take a chance to get yourself shot, you know, or you can always walk away and just let them call you a coward, you know, but at the end of the day, are you wrong? No, these there's, there's not, there's nobody regulating this stuff. You don't have to be a part of that mess. It's very wicked. We ought to distance ourselves. From that kind of mess. So, uh, we don't have these things online. So, and often we don't know who these, we don't know who these people are. We don't know where they live. We don't know what they look like. And sometimes their name is even fake. That's what I tell people too, you know, I'll call you out online, but everybody knows where they can come find me every Sunday and punch me in the nose. All the people out there in the online world that hate me. And even some of the people I've gone after, they always know where they can find me and could come and punch me in the nose Anytime that they want, but I can't do that with them because I don't even know where they live. I don't know if they're a male or a female, some of them, and, I, and I, you can't tell <laughs> because but it's just, it's really, it's a very difficult situation Turn to Deuteronomy 19. So in real life, we have more reliable tools to get to the bottom of disagreements between friends where online we have very little Except unaccountable witnesses, and look what it says in verse 15: says, one witness shall not rise up against a man for any iniquity or for any sin. In any sin that he sinneth, at the mouth of two witnesses or at the mouth of three witnesses shall the matter be established. If a false witness rise up against any man to testify him against him that which is wrong, then both the men between whom the controversy is shall stand before the Lord before the priests and the judges which shall be in those days, and the judges shall make diligent inquisition. And behold, if the witnesses be found false witnesses and have testified against his brother, then shall ye do unto him as he had thought to have done unto his brother. So shalt thou put evil away from among you and those which remain shall hear and fear and shall henceforth commit no more any such evil among you. So here's what we have going on today. Today in the online world, you can literally have a mob turn on you. Because some nameless person that nobody knows, nobody knows where they live, can literally just say something about you. Pastor Tommy said such and such about so-and-so. Or they'll show you some kind of screenshot, an out-of-context screenshot or something like that that can be interpreted multiple ways. And then literally, the mob will start foaming at the mouth like crazy when they see these things. And it's like, wait a minute, what happened to two or three witnesses? Shouldn't we have a little more than this to go on? Really? We're, we're really going to throw that guy under the bus for that one screenshot for that one statement that could mean multiple things. That's really, that's really all we're going to do. Where's the multiple witnesses? Where's the diligent inquisition? Hey, can we talk to these people? You know, who is this that's given out this information? Who is this that's saying these things? There's none of that kind of thing goes online. None, none of it. It's just immediately an accusation goes out there and everybody runs with it. And in real life, we know better than that. In real life, you know, we, you know, if said, so if somebody just comes in here and accuses somebody of something in the church, I mean, one of the things we're going to wonder was who, who is it? And if it's, you know, the boy who cried reprobate then everybody knows, well, he thinks everybody's a reprobate, you know, then said, so not probably we're, we're going to know not to probably do anything in this situation. But again, in the, in, in all, you know, we all know how these things work in real life because we know the people. And we also know too, you know, if we have a policy and we should have some kind of policy, that if, if you get up and you just lie about somebody in church, if you're railing on somebody, you get thrown out of the church. Well, and especially too, if you come and you accuse somebody of something that should get them kicked out of the church, And then we find out you lied. Okay, not that you made a mistake. Okay, and if you make a mistake, you should, you know, be willing to apologize and get that right. But if we find out you lied, we made diligent inquisition and you lied because you wanted to get that person out of the church, you know what we should do? We should throw you out of the church. It's exactly what we should do in that situation. And if we actually were to punish people like the Bible prescribes, who do that type of thing, you know what everybody else in here is going to do? They're going to say, I'm not going to go lie about anybody in the church. I don't want, I don't want to have that happen to me. But online, nobody gets punished. Nothing happens to these people. And so you know what? Nobody fears. In fact, a lot of people think, man, that guy got all kinds of attention for throwing out those accusations. I want some attention too. And then they start throwing out accusations. We encourage this type of bad behavior, and that's going to happen online. So, last thing is, in in real life, it's a lot easier; it's it's much more clear on where you stand with your friends. Where online, you often find out that your feelings about each other were not mutual. Because again, back to just reading things. You know, we do we we learn how to pick up on these things in real life, but online. It's, we're often completely shocked. We see in Psalm 41, 5, it says, "...Mine enemies speak evil of me. When shall he die, and his name perish? And he cometh to see me, and speaketh vanity. His heart gathereth iniquity to itself. When he goeth abroad, he telleth it. All that hate me whisper together against me. Against me do they devise my hurt. And evil disease say they cleaveth fast unto him. And now he that lieth shall rise up no more. Yea, mine own familiar friend, and whom I trusted, which did eat of my bread." hath lifted up his heel against me. And that passage right there is prophetic about Judas Iscariot who betrayed Jesus with a kiss. Judas betrays on me with a kiss. Somebody that was close to Jesus like that to do that. This was something that hurt Christ. This was something that was, that was painful to him. And it's painful when somebody that you love, you find out they don't love you back. That, That doesn't feel good when that, when that kind of thing happens. And so we've got to understand that on in the online world, okay, it's really hard for us to find out where we stand. In real life, we f- usually figure it out. You know, you find out, you figure out who loves you, who cares about you, who's there for you. We figure these things out. Online, we don't often know. And let, let me tell you who we are to some people. Let me tell you who I am to some people. As a pastor, too, that's, that's online, i got a lot of people that watch online. You know what I am to a lot of people? I'm a character on a soap opera. That's all I am. And, you know, sometimes you get sick of a character on a soap opera and you like when they get kicked off the show. That's all, that, you know what? A lot of these YouTube commenters that flap, I'm just a character on a soap opera to them, okay? And, you know, I, I mean nothing to them. There, there's no love, and I'm not arrogant enough to think that there actually is. I'm not dumb enough to fall for that. To some, I'm just the next character getting voted off the island. And y'all are carnal enough to know what I'm talking about there. That, that, that's all I am. It's like, all right, one more name we're crossing off the T-shirt. You know that, that that's that's all we are. It's all a game to them. It's all fun. You know, I'm pretty sure some of these people, if they could, you know, they like some online database where they can call in and vote. I vote Pastor Tommy off the island. I vote him out of the new IFB, whatever. And 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 then they love it. They enjoy it. I mean, it's just. You know, th- that's what they watch on television all the time, reality shows. They all want to see the twists and the turns. All you know, who are the best friends? They end up becoming mortal enemies, just like Obi Wan and Anakin. You know, and all the you know that that's what these people watch all the time, and they love when it happens in real life. You know, and some people, oh no, I'm heartbroken over it. Yes, just like you cry for soap operas. <laughs> that, that that's what you do. At the end of the day, you don't love those people. You think you do. You love the character. You love what they are in your mind, but boy, when they did that thing that you didn't like on that show, it just changed everything, didn't it? And y'all understand, we're we are we're just not, we're not real people to a lot of people out there. So, you know, when when the mind, when, you know, as, as the new IFB turns or as the tide turns, as what, as things turn, don't be shocked and don't take it too personal when all of a sudden, we're just really hated and not liked. What do you think? This is what happens on every reality show, on every soap opera. That's what happens every time. And at the end of the day, what we had, it was an online relationship. Those aren't strong. They're, they're not that great. And we, we got to understand, misunderstandings in the online are going to be very common. And we don't have time to go through all these scriptures. But in Second Samuel chapter 19, we do, I, I want to show this situation with Mephibosheth says in verse 24, Mephibosheth, the son of Saul, came down to meet the king. He had neither dressed his feet nor trimmed his beard nor washed his clothes from the day the king departed until the day, uh, day he came in peace. And it came to pass when he was come to Jerusalem to meet the king that the king said unto him, Wherefore, wentest thou not up with me? Mephibosheth. And he answered, My lord, O king, my servant, deceive me. For thy servant said, I will saddle me an ass that I might ride thereon and go to the king because thy servant is lame. And if you read that passage, There was a misunderstanding between David and Mephibosheth because David had everybody in his kingdom turning on him. He had all these people turning traitor on him. You had Mephibosheth who had been very good to him. And Mephibosheth did not do what David expected him to do in that situation. And they didn't have the ability to communicate and things like we do back then. So David, in his mind, he's thinking Mephibosheth has probably betrayed me too. And it turns out he hadn't a servant lied to him, but you notice how Mephibosheth, he tried to make sure he got these things right with David. He knew how things looked. He knew how things seemed, but, but either way, while it's not super clear what all went down, there was definitely a misunderstanding between David and Mephibosheth who were friends. And sometimes there's things that people do online that get taken the wrong way. There's statements that are made. You know how you react, because some people too interpret everything negative. You know, why did he like that post? You know, I said I'm sick. Are they glad I'm sick? You know, or you know, like you know, it's like you interpret things all kinds of ways. You know, you know, they didn't like, they didn't react to it, or they laughed. Are they saying I'm stupid? I mean, it's you know, nobody, and a lot of times too, people do those posts that you don't know if you're supposed to like it or not. You know, because it's like. Uh, You know, be praying for me. You know, my parents hate me now because I'm a Christian. Wow. do you like that, that stinks. You know, it's like that. But at the same time, you know, you want to, I want to know I'm praying for them. And, and at the end of the day, some people are just way too high maintenance when it comes to these things. They take everything wrong. They're constantly getting mad. They're constantly going along with the lynch mob. And I got to explain things to them all the time. You know what? I don't have time for this. I don't have time to maintain all these online relationships that I have. I don't have time to just explain all these things. It's it's pretty frustrating. And you know, again, so we should, well, in 2 Thessalonians 3, 6, we command you, brethren, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you would draw yourselves from every brother that walketh disorderly, and not after the tradition we received of us, for yourselves know how you ought to follow us for we behave not ourselves disorderly among you. So some people, their behavior is just so crazy spread because It's like, you know, I can't deal with this. I've got people in real life. I mean, isn't it challenging enough? Just keeping peace in your family, with your wife, with people that you go to church with, with coworkers, you know, and and I'm not saying don't be online. I think it's great. I, I, I am thankful for many of the people that I've met online and then met in real life. That I'm great friends. I'm thankful for the people that I'm friends with online that I still haven't met in real life, but I really like them. I'm encouraged by them. But at the end of the day, when things go south, when misunderstandings happen, you know what you can't do? You can't beat yourself up. You, you can't do that. You just got to You just got to move on. And while we should be friendly to everyone, we don't have to be close friends with everyone and running around and trying to correct all the misinformation. And it only just broadcasts lies. Is all it does. And so while there's nothing wrong with online friendships, we need to be careful not to get sucked into a fantasy world where we've got hundreds of friends who all love us. Because if we do, we can get distracted by that fantasy world and we can forget about those who are friends in the real world. And listen, your real world friends should take priority over the online people. And, And... that, unfortunately, a lot of people in this new age, in this new era, are they're becoming way more sucked into that world, and they, now they don't get along with anybody in the real world. They have, like, no friends in real life, no family, and then they're like a social butterfly online, but you know what always happens to those people who don't have friends in real life? Eventually, everybody hates them online, too, because it's just who they are, you know, and we need to make sure we keep the real life things, the important things, priority, and if things do go south in an online relationship, and I'm not telling you to just be like, "Well, good riddance, but you know don't beat yourself up too bad, you never really had anything that was real strong you you thought you did in fantasy world, but in in real life it was never it was never what you thought it was, so with that, let's pray, dear Lord. I pray that this message was a help uh, to everyone here. Lord, I pray you'll help us as a church and as individuals to be friendly people. Uh, Lord, I, I'm so thankful for many of the wonderful people I've been able to meet online that I'm friends with. But, Lord, help us to never forget uh, those who are really important, those who are closest to us, that uh, you put in our life and our families and uh, in our church. And I pray that we'll uh, keep them the focal point and help us to uh, do a better job of um, communicating online and uh, not sending the wrong messages, I pray help us to improve in those areas. As, but uh, at the same time, when things do go south, I pray help us to just um, not let it get to us. And we'll just stay focused on the things that are more important. In your name we pray. Amen.